Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast and me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week I'm stomping with podcaster, journalist, writer, presenter, just all-round amazing person, Kate Thornton. At 22, Kate was the youngest ever editor of Smash Hits, what an amazing magazine that was, and had a flourished print career whilst establishing herself as a presenter. As the X Factor's original host, Kate burst onto our tellies and became a household name. Kate presented 233 episodes of Loose Women and appeared frequently on This Morning. She currently hosts the Saturday night Greatest Hits radio and her own podcast, White Wine Question Time, which I have appeared on twice. I absolutely love the podcast. You must listen. After this one, of course. Well, I'm so glad to welcome you to my podcast. After I've been on White Wine Question Time, I've been really excited about having you on the Stompcast. And here we are on a beautiful day. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to be strolling around one of my favourite local parks. Well, it's not even a park, it's a common. Yes, it's the common. common We're on Clapham Common today. And it's so nice to finally be able to return the favour because you've been on White Wine Question Time twice now. Yeah. And at the last recording, we were at Carfest. And your dad was with you, and my boyfriend Matt was with me, and you made my boyfriend cry. Oh goodness! Well, I don't. I I hope maybe that was good. But is there any good scenario? No, he was. No, he cried because he just said he felt this over sense, overwhelming sense of what a good person you are, what good people you're from. And this morning, when he said to her, "So what are you doing today?" Then, and I told him, he went, "I love him." Oh, bless. So, I know a lot there you well, go. You win fans wherever means, you go. That means a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're, I'm perfectly imperfect like everyone else, but we're doing our best, aren't we? That's oh, the you thing. do more and, than uh, your best. Listen, you I, I appreciate that. And I was really honoured, I mean, to go, to be invited. I mean, your podcast is, you know, one of the, I'd say the OGs, if you like, yeah. in the podcasting world, if, I, funny, if, if you allow like, me to say that. Yeah. But it's, it's an amazing... They're like dog years podcasts. Yeah, you're kind of like, I'm not saying it's old. <laughs> <laughs> it's well established. And I, and I asked you just before we started, you recorded us like 300 episodes or I something. Think, like. I think we're and if you think now, about yeah. that, between the creative side, thinking of what, what it is you want from the guest that's coming, what are you interested in, to recording it, to everything else goes into it. Think how much time of your life you've invested into something. It's incredible, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, God, yeah. I can even remember where I was when I came up with the title. Where were you? Uh, I was in my office. Uh, I, was, I was running a business at the time, and I scribbled it down on a post-it note, and I just left it on my screen. And I thought, there's something in that. Mm. And it was, uh, it was a bone I kept going back to chew. Mm. Why did you choose the name? Because the way it just r- rolls off the tongue. I feel like there's going to be a few uh, puns in this, but because it really does roll off the tongue. Why did you choose it? I think it literally came about from sitting around my kitchen island with my friends where you you pour your first glass of wine in the evening and the conversation has the ability to jump around like a crazy unpredictable grasshopper and it goes off in the most fabulous tangents and I'd always end those nights just let this lady walk past you some 
She's on a work call. She's yeah. pretending she's, she's working. Very serious. She's not. She's strolling and enjoying she's herself. She's literally walking. She's stood up sunbathing. Yeah, literally. It's a very hot day. Um, yeah, so I literally, what I loved was I'd leave those evenings feeling like I'd been to a sort of friend's gym. I'd had a workout of friendship. We talked about everything. There was no judgment. We could be laughing one minute, crying the next. And, and it just felt like the most natural of conversations. And I wanted to try and capture that mm. uh, in a podcast at a time when podcasting was still pretty much in its infancy mm. here. Um, it was at that point. I yeah. mean, I, I think I, I'd like to say I was quite, I think I was quite early into, into, into podcasts. I mean, not necessarily, well, actually, to be fair, because the first, the waiting room was actually quite early, my first podcast, but I was just, I loved the concept as a, as a listener, actually, as well, of having conversations that really resonate and that, uh, that are not constrained so much, because one of the questions I wanted to start on was thinking about what your favourite platform has been because you have, you know, you, from, I mean, from TV to radio to, to on Instagram now and all these platforms, you've kind of reached people in every way uh, imaginable. So I was going to ask you, what, what is your favourite platform? Is it the podcast? And At the moment, yes. And, 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 and why, really? Because for me, anyway, as a listener of the podcast, it, it, I, I just, as I say, I love the fact that conversations breathe and they just have space well, where people that's, can that's talk That's why openly. I love it. So I think when I started out, I was a writer. So literally... Um, oh, babies. My ovaries are crying. <laughs> I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have your baby. We'll Go to that. the pub. I'll take him. <laughs> we'll keep that in the podcast. <laughs> um, when I first started out, I spoke with my fingers, you know, my fingers did the talking and I learned to write. And then I became an editor, so my fingers were then still doing the talking but helping to craft other people's words and presenting a whole kind of, you know, think of it as a sort of editorial buffet of, of everybody's efforts in the pages of Smash Hits magazine. And then from there I went to the Sunday Times and Marie Claire as contributing editors. Yeah, the Sunday Times for four years or so, wasn't it? Actually, four Probably years. a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Um, and there I got to write really long form pieces. And think of those as a written podcast. That's oh, where I learned. That makes a lot learned. of sense, actually, yeah. Yeah, so that's where Long I, format content. Long format. I'd, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd go away and follow a subject for a cover interview for a couple of days. Like, when I was at Marie Claire, I went to Los Angeles for a week and I shadowed an entire episode of mm. Friends from the writer's That's room incredible. to the record, hung out with the cast, got to interview them, shoot wow. them uh, in a studio. And so you were spending, you know, I was absorbed in that project yeah. for that whole week. And then I would have 3,000 words to What was that like, to be with the fan of Friends cast? Amazing. That must have been absolute... I literally, my childhood was having, as I most people have, Friends on loop. It just was always... Oh it my just, God, yeah. You didn't know which episode you were in or weren't. And it was kind of, you just could just drop in and out of any episode. You were just like with family almost. Well, with friends, I guess. I felt <laughs> like I'd got to go behind the curtain in The Wizard yeah. of Oz. Wow, that's amazing. It was, it was extraordinary. And I think I was as turned on to the idea of the writer's room as I, as I mm. was to interviewing the, the cast, mm. which is actually as it should be, because without those brilliant lines that come out of the writer's room, the cast have nothing, nothing. to play with. Yeah, what can they do? So, yeah. it was, you know, so that, that particular piece celebrated a massive team effort. So that gave me my appetite for long form. Mm. And then as the world of digital exploded, 
Um, and I'd been in television an awfully long well, time like the then. From X Factor and so on. Yeah. I mean, that was a very, that's a very different form of content, isn't totally. it? Totally. And also the thing about the TV is that I, I, I find, of course you have creative, you have some, well, depends what you're doing actually, you might have no creative input, but you do often get creative input, but you, you, it, let's be honest, you just you cannot, you just, it's not, unless it's you're not doing like your own you can shows. just, yeah. And I mean, even, even then, but even then, you don't know what's going to get like well, finally edited and changed. Sure, on big shows stuff. like X Factor for sure. But, um, or listen to these birds, aren't they? Aren't they yeah. chatty today? Um, even on, I mean, I would then go off and I would make shows of my own. So I made three health documentaries. Uh, one called Breast Uncut, uh, and one uh, called Better Mind Your Bollocks, which was, <laughs> well, they were about breast cancer and testicular cancer. Yeah. And I was awesome. able to write awesome. those and, and, you know, be part of the edit and produce on it. So I had varying degrees of input. But you're quite right, you know, if I'm hosting a show like The X Factor, you know, it's a massive production. My job is just one small part of that. Mm. Um, you get maybe a little bit more input if you're hosting this morning, for mm. example, mm. purely because you're on air for two an hour, two hours and a bit, and you can't really not put a lot of yourself yeah. into that. And then digital came along and short form content. I, I really became quite obsessed with learning how to tell stories quickly because mm. I knew how to tell them in long form. And I wanted to learn that and understand it and master that. And radio I've always done, but I, I jumped recently from Radio 2 to Greatest, Greatest Hits Radio, Hits, yeah, yeah. Uh, where this is going full circle. I now write my own show every Sunday afternoon called The Smash Hits Years, where literally I have the entire it's archive amazing. of Smash Hits magazine. That's absolutely amazing. And I turn issues into radio God, shows. That must be such a full circle. Yeah. That. That's so cool. That is really cool. You've done a lot of cool stuff, but I think that's actually really up there to have, mm. to, because of the kind of, because of that feeling that you've kind of gone around and done all these different I've met things. my own full stop. And yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. probably quite rare in life. Life's usually like, not that it's linear anyways, obviously it's up and down, all that kind of thing, but Maybe you don't often end to have that kind of more cathartic circle nice. that comes around. That's pretty cool. And I'm cool. working for the same company, That's Bauer, so cool. you know, um, where I started. Bauer are um, awesome, to be fair. I mean, they do loads of, uh, yeah. they also do loads of huge campaigns and stuff like that as well, don't they, in the work that they but, do. You know, so. and, they, and do you know what was really nice is they really wanted to extract all of that, 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 that mine of information that I got mm. sat between my ears from my time at Smash Hits. And I felt oh, respected so cool. as a music broadcaster yeah, so um, cool. when they offered me, you know, basically to be caretaker of a brand that I fleetingly looked after in the 90s. But mm. it means so much to people of my age group. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up so excited every other Wednesday mm. to go to the news agents and find smash hits on the stands. Yeah. I would walk home reading it with one hand, pushing my bike in the other. I couldn't even wait to get home to read it. You know, um, there, there's something in that as well that... Um, I do feel because content's so at the tip of your fingers now, quite literally, and so mm. easily accessible, and also like with yeah, with one click of a button, you've got that magazine in your hand or whatever way it might be. Yeah. Kind of it's sad that we've lost totally. that because I mean I used to yeah go down and get the latest comic or whatever like the you know latest Marvel yeah. comic and like or the latest well, football and magazine. You can apply you're that to everything though. It's like you used to have to wait for every Friday night for friends to drop. Yeah. On Channel 4, you used to have to go and buy a record. Well, yeah, if, you, if there's a new album, town. there's a new album come out, you'd have to go down and to buy the shop, yeah. a new album that's just come yeah. out. You can't go, oh, my mate just said that song's really awesome. Bam, Spotify in. You're Even on it things like, away. oh my God, my CD's scratched. I'm going to have to, oh God, I can't yeah. play this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, all of yeah. these things, you know, 
Um, we all had that friend that get in the car and they'd be so annoying and they'd take the CD out and they'd put it on the floor on the you side go, no! and they wouldn't put it back in your sleeve. I, I, you know, I felt really cool to have a, sl like a sl proper sleeve case <laughs> and they wouldn't put it in there properly or they put it in the wrong way around and then you start getting scratches. I used to go, oh, bananas. I used to lose it bananas, yeah, yeah. over that. But I, mean, I think we've lived through a, you know, we talk about in history classes now, the industrial revolution. We are living through a digital revolution. Yeah. And yeah, it is true. outstripping the pace at which the industrial revolution moved. Mm. And we'll, you know, I look back on my time as an editor at Smash Hits and go, hang on a minute, that was only 1996. I didn't have an email address. We didn't use the internet. <laughs> we didn't. I had a pager. I was born in 91. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was at work, you were five. Um, I had a mobile phone that had like a, like a strap that you could carry, yeah, like yeah. a handbag. It was so heavy. Um, <laughs> They're cool days. Do you know what? I bet you if people could buy that now, isn't it? They could use well, that on eBay for It's much cooler. Yeah. It's much cooler than, than the stuff we've got I doubt these days. would pick up a call, though. I mean, I remember when text messaging started. And everyone go, look at this, I've got, what is it called, a text message? Um, that what people used to do, like, I've got, I've got a text. Like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, so yeah. funny. And, you know, and you, I, we, we were driving back from a weekend visiting my parents not, not so long ago, and my son pointed at something, he goes, Mum, what's that? And it was a red phone box. Yeah. And I said, pulled the car over and said, yeah. come in. You Let me show you this. how I used to communicate. Yeah. And we got in there and it, there wasn't even a phone in there, it was a I book I still remember exchange. using phone boxes because I remember I was kind of, I remember the Nokia 3310 coming out. <laughs> of the I remember that being the first What's phone. What's happened so to I was, Nokias? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know yeah, what has happened to them. But I, I, remember, um, I remember kind of, when I, before I had the phone, there was, one, there was a phone box and by the tennis court. So I'd go down, so I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, I'd go down and play with my friends in the village and then I'd call to see what time I was supposed to be home for, for yeah. dinner or whatever. And like, so I did actually get a little bit of that experience. But obviously within two or three years gone, mobile phone, I remember having that phone, then you had to buy minutes on it, but that was yeah. it then. That was, that yeah. was the start Can of that mobile minutes? phone. And then next thing you know... We're walking past a very big gaggle of got a gaggle beautiful of dogs. dogs. A pack of dogs, yeah. Gaggle of geese, pack it's of like dogs. A, it's like a dog beauty parade. It does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I just so, remember, I I remember think... going from that though. But if you think, what's, what's crazy is it's gone from, yeah, when I was 10, 11, when a phone started, like a mobile phone really became kind of a thing or started, to now where all the content, the music, videos, the films, the football, the sport is consumed on a device you hold in your pocket. I mean, it would, if you'd have told me that content. in the 90s, I would have gone, really, <laughs> this is a bit punchy. Yeah. You know, it, it would have seemed light years away and it really hasn't been. And fundamentally, you know, my job has never changed. It's just the way That's that it's delivered to audiences has. Has that been a challenge though, being having to like, because you, you you've really been current throughout time in that sense and you've kind of changed obviously maybe some of the formats and the way you, you mm. deliver it how have you found that process and do you find it interesting that we've yeah, actually the irony that we've ended back being one of the fastest growing mediums of, of content is now becoming podcast which actually is most similar to some of the old stuff of just yeah. sitting around with your mates and having a chat yeah yeah yeah. what do you think about that that i find a i find that really reassuring but i don't find it's funny, maybe I've just got a bit of a kink in my armour about this, but I don't find new technology challenging. I don't see it as killing off the mm. old and something to worry about. I see it as opportunity for the new. And I think that's why I've always dived in early, because mm. I'm just inherently nosy. I'm like, well, how does that work? It's actually a you really know? good mindset of having it, because it's kind of, I actually did a talk yesterday, and one of the questions I had was from a parent who said, 
you know, what, you know, I'm just worried about what, you know, we're basically saying, like, should we have social media? Should we, you know, should we be we looking to ban it? Probably in 10 years' time. Well, maybe, maybe we won't, but that will happen. It'll burn out, say, organically. I don't think you can constrain things. Things like, you know, cats out the bag or the, whatever, you know, like, you can't go back. The genie's we, out of the bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Much better way of putting it. The, you know, we can't go backwards. So you've got to embrace it and learn how to use it safely But take or the whatever. value from it while you can. I mean, yeah. listen social media has a huge amount to answer for um mm. but like but like everything when it's misused mm. when it's not properly policed um or uh, governed mm. and i think governance is really important you know you would not if somebody came up to you on the street and mm. started shouting hate at you mm. they would be arrested yeah you could call the police and say right. someone right and you could say this hateful. is a hate crime yeah same. Yeah, it's so, like, it's so, it's kind of crazy. That I don't understand how it differs because there's more cowardice behind it. Yeah. Because you can pretend you're an egg. Anonymity. Or, yeah, and hide just, under a username. That's why it's been, you know, I've, I've kind of, I've kind of, I'm not going to say I've been directly involved with all, but I've been quite, you know, involved with the, at least trying to push forward the online harms bill and how important it is. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've spoke with ministers, I've spoke with Michelle Keegan when she was. Um, I think for young people, it's massively. Um, Shaping their. That's the wrong. I'm literally saying the wrong. Minister Keegan. I didn't know Michelle Keegan wasn't the person doing it. She was married to Mark Wright. I was right. hanging on, I've lost this. Uh, Minister Keegan about. Gillian uh, 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 Keegan about it. And it's kind of. It, it, we have to push these things forward to protect, but I don't think in my heart of hearts that the answer to all of it is actually just through jurisdiction and legality because actually we need to educate people. I think I don't think that just by creating laws and stuff like that that it's going to change no, the harm no, no, of it. No. If I'm honest, I think you can definitely tackle some of the harmful content, age-restricted content and so on. They've definitely got the tech to pull things down a lot quicker. But even if you just strip but, away people's ability to remain anonymous, mm. The account, I think you, Just I think that in, life, in itself you have to be the accountable of conversation. You have to be accountable in life. Yeah. You know, if I go up to someone, I shout something, I say something, or I write a message, a text to a friend, or I say something to someone. Most things in life you're accountable for. As soon yeah. as people are no longer accountable, there's a disconnect between their action and a consequence. Totally. Because if I even even if it's, it's not the about consequences at the moment, it's right? not even just about punishment. But if I'm if I walked up to someone every day at work and be like, "Oh, you're an idiot," or "That idea's stupid," or "This is that," there'll be consequences of me constantly putting them down. There will be consequences that person wouldn't want to spend time with me. I'd become alienated or people around me would go, he's just a very negative person or he's not a very nice person, whatever. Whereas online, you can kind of do that, but no, there's no feedback that generally people mm. around going, oh God, this guy is just, the energy is bad around this guy. Do, well, do you know what I mean? Well, it's a petri dish for bad behaviour, right? <laughs> Where people can just go around kind of behaving unlawfully at times mm. um, or certainly immorally and... I don't know, in ways that they never would face to face. But I do think, you know, we've just been chatting about how quickly things have changed in my working life. Mm. And I'm only 50. It's mm. not like, you know, mm. I'm not 85 or anything. <laughs> no, you're very uh, yeah. not. You've got a Hope long way that. to go on the content. But, but it's you more, it's see more... how quickly things come and go. Well, this is what I'm saying. But it's more... Social media could be the same. It's the age of time within this. But yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I personally think, for me, that people will... We've lunged into something... We're spending on average two to four hours, a lot of the time four hours plus of our day, let's be honest, by the time you've slept eight hours, you're working eight, nine hours a day, you only got five hours a day of free yeah. time. You're spending the vast majority on social media. I actually believe that we are almost, 
going to burn ourselves out with it a bit and yeah. step back and go actually I think it's actually really happening people are going I think so hang on this is I probably have, not have yeah I, I mean I've now got screen time protector on my phone so I limit my hours and that's bearing in mind I work in the social media space I yeah. limit my hours and I'm just I'm just but naturally, naturally uh, stepping away I'm, I feel I'm like turning I'm... that's why I think people are turning to podcasts they're turning to the, they want authenticity they want a space where they're not going to see they know if they come to you and listen to your podcast they're going to have people having you know, a good chat, they're going to, you're going to dive into topics, they're probably going to learn something, they're probably going to take something away, but they also say they know they're not going to see hateful stuff. It's not going to be something they don't expect. Every time you open your phone, you have no idea what you're going to see on even the news That's apps, let alone anything else. I think, you know, I like to think of my podcast as if it were a pub, you know exactly what kind of welcome you're going to get when you yes. come in, what kind of people are going to be in there, and what level of conversation you can expect yes, around the bar. Exactly. And, and, you're, and you're absolutely right. I think as well, people like nuance and context yeah. we're not born to think in one minute 30 strips you know we're not born to to snack no. on every level of conversation sometimes things need to breathe people need to meander and ponder mm. and reflect and also we need a space where people can agreeably disagree yeah. because that's really important we're, I have lots of friends oh, that I so don't agree true. with but it doesn't mean I don't like them I just don't agree with some of their views and that's okay I think so much of the harm on social media is that there seems to be and, I, and there's certain platforms are worse than others there seems to be an immediacy of this topic and this is right and this is wrong and it's people then and decide what they think is right and what's wrong yeah like the gray, said, the gray area is often the most interesting right that's where the learnings happen you can you can you can you and i could have opposing views on a topic and still respect each other yeah. communicate respectfully and walk away as friends yeah, yeah, yeah. or and if nothing else they walk away with respect and i think that is the, the skill that we need to make sure we don't lose in life. Because you can't walk around all the time going, okay, we disagree on this, therefore we can no longer communicate. Yeah, that's all, it, I'm done. We're, we're, you're you know, dead to me. We're going to start shouting you. each other. <laughs> you know, so that's the stuff. But I, I, I do, and going back to almost where we started in the podcast conversation, and we're ending part one on that part of the conversation. So at the moment, would you say that uh, podcasts, therefore, are, are, they, are they your favourite at the moment in terms of yeah, content? because it's where I get to go and have a considered long form well-researched journalistic conversation with fascinating people who deserve an hour of airtime. Wow, it's a brilliant podcast and I enjoyed it. And, I, and if you haven't, um, having listened to what well, we did two, I was lucky enough to be on White Wine Question Time twice. So if you, um, once you've done with this podcast, of course, yeah. uh, head over. Jump on over. Have a listen and you really will enjoy it. And I think, I think our audiences are very similar. I think they're very reflective. They want to learn about themselves. They're curious about other people. Curious, and so yeah. head over and have a listen. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We've enjoyed part one. Have you enjoyed part one so far? It's a lovely that. day. Like the sunshine. It's a beautiful day. We're walking around the common. Guys, I'll see you very soon in part two. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.